welcome to a special episode of JV Takes, where tonight we have three elite wrestling minds gathered tonight, and we also have Kyle Markey. I am Logan Brewer, and that's Ryan McNamara and Seamus Ryan joining us for a preview of our match of the month, Cass and Manorville, Zimbrota Mazeppa, and Military Down, Military Night Down in Casson. How are we doing, gentlemen? Doing awesome. Thanks for the invite. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you very much for the invite. Doing good tonight. Absolutely. Kyle, your rebuttal? You I'm look not like bad. you're ready? I'm not bad. I just was wondering if you're going to forget about the first responders or... The first responders as well. Okay. The military and the first All right, responders. let's clean it up. Ooh, we're going to lose some rating for that Yep, one. there it goes. We'll have to build it back and better. And we are canceled <laughs> again. <laughs> no, this should, be, this should be a lot of fun. We uh, were able to talk to Coach Hill last night a little bit, and he filled us in on what's going on, and you're going to give us a rundown there, but... I think before we get going, we should all go around and tell a story about Brandon Lundy. Because you think Mac here tell us a story about how he was making him cry in practice? Well, you Rhino, <laughs> what do you think? I mean, you, you can just I don't say next question. Life, so <laughs> I better not say anything. And I don't know if Seamus's stories of Lundy are arable. I uh, I don't remember a whole lot about Lundy. Well, yeah, I do. I, I can't talk a whole lot about Lundy. All I remember is. Not a very good wrestler, and he. As long as I was around the tri-state area, he could never get a girlfriend. So, so Kyle, did you have Ryan and Seamus on because they were also O four graduates like you? They were also military men like you, or did you just recruit them to come on and trash talk Lundy with you? Yeah, I got to stack the deck in my favor. You sure. know, if he goes on Minnesota's number one podcast, I got to make sure we we got some ammo. So I like it. Yeah, I like it. But. So, why don't you kick us off here then? What's the connection, the military connection with our backgrounds yeah, here? Yeah, so we wanted to try something. I, I actually ran this by you, what, a week ago? Yes, probably. It felt like it was sooner than that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, and we're like, you know, we've had we've had interviews before with different uh, wrestlers. We had Bailey, uh, Michael Otomo. We had Joey Majerus. Mm-hmm. And all of these wrestlers have accolades and did their own thing. And I'm like, let's tie another interview in with... Uh, the, the military the, yeah the match of the month military and first responders and first responders so i threw it by us and let's i got i got two guys i think that we could get on and let's uh, go this route and kind of have a little discussion about um you know life after high school and wrestling and maybe not the most traditional path where you uh go to college and maybe even wrestle in college or just go to college and uh yeah so we'll talk about that a little bit tonight we'll kind of hear their stories um i'll kind of give a little background on mine and uh we're going to talk Casson, Manorville, Zambroda, Mazeppa. That's right. It's going to be a good night. So I'll give us a little preview. Kyle, I realize that uh, Homie is going to be really upset with us that he didn't get to come on the podcast for first responder night. He's going to be pretty upset about that, isn't he? Well, don't get fired as our CEO. That's right. That's right. Lesson learned there. <laughs> isn't he always a little upset about anything anyway? <laughs> He's pretty sensitive. Yeah. He is pretty sensitive. we got to watch out for him. So. Um, military night on Friday night in Casson. Uh, military and first responders both get in free. There's going to be a pulled pork meal for $10, along with the color guard doing a presentation of the flag and youth doing Pledge of Allegiance. We They're going to honor all military, current and past, with the first responders before the duel begins. I think it's just a standalone duel, correct? 7 p.m. match. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sounds about right. Yep. So get there early. Then there's going to be team-specific military shirts that can be purchased at the event and camo singlets for sale. Did we hear that? Are they making them at the event? I do not know. I you think could they, we could pre-order. Okay. They sent us links, so like we as ZM fans, we could order pre-order. Okay. Are you you got two boys in wrestling, Rhino? Are we going to be seeing them running around at three, three boys now? Yep, three yep. three camo singlets for you guys. <laughs> I don't know about the camo singlets yet. Oh but, come uh, on, it's for a good uh, cause. You can yeah, fork over yeah, that line of money. It's true. No. JV takes will uh, pick up the tab for you guys. <laughs> so then the the funds for that are going to go to the Invisible Wounds Project, which is a nonprofit out of Forest Lake, Minnesota. They're helping with getting qualified mental health, mental, mental health therapy and other supportive services for military, police, fire, EMS, critical care, frontline medical staff, corrections, dispatch, and their families. So it's just, it's a very good cause. And then there's going to be some great wrestling there as well. If you're somebody who maybe can't help it, but you'd still, you can't make it down on Friday night, but you still want to contribute to the cause, 
you can go to IWProject.org, IW for Invisible Warriors. And why Invisible is this, Wounds, excuse me. Yeah, and, and this is great. Like, this couldn't have really lined up better with these two teams about to duke it out and then this event going kind of simultaneously. I think, I don't know if they were at capacity last time they did this event last year, but I think they said it was, like, really, really full. And if you've been in the cast of Manorville New School, that is a really large gym. So, mm-hmm. yeah, get there early, get good seats, support the cause. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think when we were talking to Coach Hill yesterday, he said they've been doing it for a few years now, right? Coach Jamie Hyatt, who was the last head coach at Cass and Manorville, got it started, and they've continued it. It's a super cool tradition because you only get so many home wrestling matches in a season, right? You maybe get three. If you're lucky, you get four. You've got senior night in there, parents' night in there, whatever else you have to celebrate. You know, like in Goodyear, we were celebrating the 84 wrestling team or whatever it was, so... Very cool that they take the time to um, honor our military folks and the first responders as well. Yeah, and it's a lot of work that goes into these events. So it's not just the the wrestling group. It's the custodians and the administrators and all that. So thanks for uh, hosting that, and it should be a, it should be a fun night. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of alluded to it a little bit why we got McNamara and Ryan here on the podcast, but both of you guys, I believe, were Marines. I'll let you guys expand on that a little bit more. But, um, yeah, if you could just tell us a little bit about your experience going from, you know, high school wrestling into the the Marines in your background, that'd be awesome. Do you want me to help them out? I mean, they were Marines. They're going to need some help here. You're going to spell it out for them? I'll spell it out for them. So um, you have just alienated another community. It'll make sense. Uh, so the the reason I wanted to do this, I think it's just kind of fun, you know, so Seamus and I, obviously we grew up together, Ryan, you were just down the, down the road in ZM. And, and I think, I don't know about you guys, but my experience in high school, I never wanted to go to college. I had zero desire. There was no chance I was going to do that. Um, and I thought the military would be a good avenue at that point. I didn't really know which direction I was going to go, but I decided to, uh, Joined the Navy, you know, higher ASVAB score. That's okay. So, <laughs> that's okay, you know. So, these so, guys, that's fine. They're these, also in shape and bigger than me I now. I was going to so say, Kyle, both of these guys are a heck of a lot tougher than you are. And after working with you for a few months now, you know I'm not going to stand up for you. I know, I'm, I'm in trouble. And I'm in the corner too. So, no, no so that was my path. Um, and I enjoyed it. You know, it was good for me. Ironically, I ended up doing uh, four years on an aircraft carrier, the USS George Washington. You meet so many new people um, from all over the U.S. and all over the place. And what's also funny is you also meet people that literally were just down the road. I, I had a story at boot camp where um, just <laughs> it was funny. We we're going going to the bathroom, and all of a sudden I look down there. I'm like, that guy looks familiar. And uh, it was uh, Evan Schott from Pine Island. Some of you may know that name, but he uh, wrestled for Pine Island, obviously, the same year we graduated. And he's in the division right down the down the hallway, you know, going through the same thing. And we kind of made eye contact, said hi, and just kept going. So. Yeah. Seamus and I actually got a pretty similar story to that. We were in Kuwait. You know, we were in different units, deployed at different times, but I was coming out. Of Iraq, and he was coming in, one of the, something like that. This and, must have been more memorable for Ryan than it was for me. But, well, uh, I mean, yeah. I, could see the tear, I, could, I could see the tears in his eyes yeah. as he was about to go in. So, you know, I could yeah. see him glisten from the distance. But, yeah. yeah, we met in Kuwait and got to talk talk for a little bit. Before, and and uh, to clarify, Kuwait was like a, a stop for both of us because we all know that Kuwait was not a deployment. We were both in Iraq. Yep. So, yep. yeah, okay. we don't want to be a, a Kuwait babies there. <laughs> So it's just small world, you know, you in passing kind of and it's you see people, yeah. And it's funny, like, you know, I I, I kinda go back to wrestling because it was like, I've seen that guy, I never wrestled him, but I'm like, I remember the name, I seen him quick glance, I'm like, wait, and just boom, you kind of instantly have that connection, you know. And uh yeah, it's just it's kind of fun. So um yeah, so that's that was my kind of intro, why I did it. Um, you know, I another kind of wrestling story I, I remember uh, we had uh, so I was on the USS George Washington, an aircraft carrier, and you go get trained for two weeks on other aircraft carriers because we were in dry dock at the time. And uh, I opened my mouth to a friend, quote unquote. I thought we're sitting here in this like kind of like the size of this room. It was like a lounge, 
and there was this guy and he was the the wrestler in the in the group and just god he just chirped and chirped and chirped and it's like okay and i'm watching you admit like, your match huh? <laughs> <laughs> so i watched this guy and i just look over to to my friend and i'm like he has no idea how to wrestle like not a clue so then we're sitting there and all of a sudden they're done with their little wrestling match and my friend goes hey he says you don't know how to wrestle i'm like oh here we go that so, sounds like a good thing <laughs> So we had a little wrestling match in the USS Roosevelt there in this little uh, room, but it's just funny, you know. And then oh, you no, kind of no, no, no. How did it go? Yeah, <laughs> one, one one headlock and it was over. He didn't know how to wrestle. That was the, that was the point. It's so no like, witnesses. In oh this. no, there was a room full of witnesses. Okay, give me a phone number. That we can call. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Let me guess. You've lost contact with <laughs> yeah. all of those people. <laughs> there is one picture that isn't good for me there that one is. of my buddies has getting double legged but anywho so so it's just kind of fun um you know those are those are the things that i remember and then uh and then yeah you kind of start wrapping up your navy career for me it was my navy career and like well now what am i gonna do and uh i think i lived at home with mom and dad for about two weeks and realized well that's not an option and uh i ended up going to school at rctc um did that for about six months decided to transfer to augsburg uh did my uh undergrad and master's at Augsburg after thinking there is no chance in heck I'm ever going to college. And here I am, and I'm a teacher now, I guess, technically, through Riverland. And yeah, it's just kind of funny how it comes full circle. But uh, I'll let one of you guys go and tell your story on how you got there. Well, you're right next to him, Mr. Maximary. <laughs> I guess we'll go around, huh? yeah. around the clock. Yeah, yeah I uh, graduated in 2004, uh, left for basic training in the June 2004. Did uh, three tours over in Iraq. Um, yeah, like Kyle said, meet a lot of cool people along the way from all walks of life. I mean, his wrestling stories, I have one like that too. You know, uh, wrestled a state champ, quote unquote. From, <laughs> They're uh, all state champs. <laughs> Everybody's a state champ. I'm so we glad you from. brought that up because I was about to. Every every guy out there yep. is a state champ. Yep. No one can turn you know dispute yep. it because there was no smartphones to like look it up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, state just take their word word for it until yeah. you wrestled them, sort of thing. Yeah, from Alaska, and it was just like okay, same sort of thing. As Kyle said it's like yeah, this guy does not know how to wrestle <laughs> whatsoever. But uh, it's uh, it, it's part of the uh, Marine program. I think it's just. Everybody thinks they're tough, and and did you, th- you did find you out know? The hard way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, did you know right? When did you decide that you wanted to get in? Oh, I was the same as you. I uh, I was a lost soul floating around. Oh. Didn't want to go to school. Didn't want to waste money. And so I thought, hey, I'm gonna figure something out when I uh, joined the Marines. And <laughs> I still didn't figure anything out, even even after the four years yep. I was in. Yeah, so. it's funny. Kind of funny how that works out. Like you go through and you think you're getting it. Oh, okay, I'm gonna be closer. And then it's like, oh, that's four years. And now what am I yeah, gonna do? And it just so, goes by in a blink too. And yeah. All of a sudden, man, mm-hmm. back to the real world. But if you so if you went to basic in June right after you graduated high school, you had to have decided pretty well early on in your senior year, right? So it was so, probably junior year. Okay. We decided kind of sort of thing. What is it called? Meps? Is that what it's called? Well, the no, the uh, delayed entry program. There you go. There delayed you go. entry program. Yeah, uh, or poolies, or yeah, so or you, it's called with recruiters. If yeah. you sign up a year early, you're supposed to go train. Same, I basically signed up the same time, and our recruiter would come by and be like, "Hey, you guys got to wake up this Saturday and come do this training." We kind of <laughs> call each other and be like, "I don't, I'm not yeah. sure that's necessary." Yeah, we knew we, we were a higher caliber than the rest of those kids already. So <laughs> we had a busy Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> well, and a lot of that. I mean, I remember we were supposed to do that, but. When you were in sports, they kind of gave you a grace on a little. Yeah, of that, they did. But, you know, yeah. so. I think they could kind of tell what kind of background you come from and kind of what your work ethic, your style is. Or a lot of the time, I, I think they want to keep check up on kids, make sure they're, they're staying out of trouble. Yeah. And because if you get in trouble beforehand, they, you couldn't go or get, get delayed. So, yeah. but yeah. funny, funny, I completely forgot. My recruiter. This is a small world. My recruiter actually, um, he was from. I can't remember Florida, wherever, but he was in Rochester. Full circle. After I get out and I'm working at Casa Manorville as the AD, his son is on the wrestling team for Casa Manorville, oh and all of a sudden he comes out of the crowd one day and he's like, "I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like this is crazy." He ended up moving, you know. I think I mean, got a job at Faribault or something and was living in Casa. And I'm like, he was my recruiter literally like ten years earlier. So yeah, it's Man, just small. more background on that too. I think a lot of people think like. 
if you're stationed here, you're probably from here, but that's not the case. Correct. I mean, that, yeah. that guy could have been... Yeah, I can't remember where he was where, from. Who, who I remember your recruiter because he was going to take us out for lunch one day and BS with us, and I had to go help Dad work cattle or something. I was just <laughs> mad. I, he, I was like, and he wanted to leave school early. And yeah. Either way, yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy there. So, Seamus, what do you got? How did you... I mean, you and I were practice partners in high we school. We were. So, so, you know how they say, well, that's a really yeah. easy job there, Seamus. <laughs> uh, you know, they say you should never meet your heroes, right? Well, Kyle met me um, probably when he was three or four years old, and we kicked it off from there. But, uh, yeah, practice partners with Kyle. But uh, besides the wrestling part, um, like Ryan was saying, we joined, signed up for the Marine Corps. Um, short. Well, I did my junior year as well, and I left in July of 2004 right after graduated. Went boot camp, that whole thing, and I was actually stationed in 29 Palms, California. And not being from California, I never visited. And they said, hey, you're, you're stationed at 29 Palms. My first thoughts were, like, wow, that, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> that sounds like a tropical environment next to a beach or something like that. Little did I know, it was the middle, the middle of Mojave Desert, and there's no life there. And I think the Army abandoned that base in 1950s, and the Marine Corps took it over. And, and Ryan was stationed at the same base with me. Uh, usually, we our deployments were mixed up, so we never really hung out during our time in the Marine Corps. But, um, yeah, it's funny, uh, different different ways. The Marine Corps has a wrestling team. Like, you could that could be your job in the Marine Corps is to be a wrestler. Now, that would be cool. We'd Literally, still, your job. Yeah. That's the only thing you do. So Ryan and I were uh, infantrymen or grunts, and no matter how cool your job was, if you weren't infantry, we'd make fun of you. And, <laughs> and you... You don't have it as good as us, <laughs> but uh, and that being said, wrestling, guy, you stole my thunder. I was going to say everybody out there was a state champion. It seemed like um, I can, you know, hand to God, I never made that claim because, uh, you know, I think I was I won most of my matches, but nothing too crazy. Um, but just in that Marine Corps mindset, and I'm sure you're the same way. There's plenty of testosterone around and and, and big attitudes, and we got in some scraps every now and then. Uh, in Iraq, I know. We had the pit, so if you got in trouble, one of the things we'd make you do is like fill sandbags, right? And I'd fill plenty of sandbags myself. And then this hole that we filled sandbags just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'll have to show you a picture sometime. We made this in-ground fighting pit. It was huge. <laughs> it was like a, a arena that like, gladiators would fight in. We had an underground entrance and everything. This is in Iraq. And uh, the deal was, if you got mad at one of your coworkers, your buddies, or whatever, instead of just holding this grudge, you had you had five minutes in the pit and you just scrap it out. You wrestle around, you throw, you know, you, you get it out of you. And then afterwards, you shake hands, you hug, and, and you're done. You move on. And I'll tell you that being a wrestler definitely gave me an advantage in that pit multiple times. So, Oh, yeah. Well, that that's actually something we've talked about is practicing, right? So you and I are practice partners. We yeah, didn't always, you know, yep. <laughs> I would say we didn't always get along, right, you know, in, in the practice room. And it, what you just described is like, you shook hands, hugged it out, and moved on. And I think that is something that a lot of kids going through wrestling or even any sport is how do you compete against your friends, your best friends, and, and get after it. And then at the end of the day, shake hands, kind of chuckle about it, and move on. But it does it does take a kind of a different mindset, I think, to put yourself in that in that position. So, um, so one question. We're here because you guys both wrestled in high school. Did you guys... Was wrestling your number one sport? Did you love it? What was your your thoughts? Um, obviously, I loved wrestling. Seamus and I were probably different in that sense, maybe a little bit. I was kind of obsessed with wrestling. You, you know, different pr- approach. But what would your guys' take from that? Uh, well, wrestling, I think my senior, junior year, that's, that's the only sport I played. Yeah, I played football and baseball coming up through ninth grade and and. I found that I excelled at wrestling, right? I enjoyed the uh, competitiveness a little bit more. Um, maybe I wasn't the best at throwing a football or, you know, had uh, butterfingers for catching or something like that. But I found wrestling, I was I was better than average. I, didn't, I wasn't going to say I was elite, but uh, I could you'd definitely... Take, you'd I definitely, work, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most would. And, if you uh, wouldn't work, me, I'd be concerned. <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, I found it was really enjoyable to beat up on teams like ZM, and so I just said I'm gonna commit to wrestling, and uh, <laughs> and that's kind of what I did there. So, do we pull up some stats on that? Or? Yeah, we already did. No, it was did. it was a route we destroyed. Uh, Moving on. They, <laughs> it was a house fire. All the stats. Were uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I, I I enjoyed wrestling, and uh, 
whenever we wrestle good, you always get to see these two guys, goons too. We were friends outside the wrestling room as well, hung out quite a bit. Um, so yeah, whenever we did wrestle, always poking fun at each other or seeing see each other in the halls of the Civic Center before sections and that sort of thing. Someone to talk to. So that's what I really love about wrestling. You get to meet new friends and, I mean, for life, really. And, hey, Mac, I got a stat that'll have your back here. I was looking at T-Stuff today, tstuff.com. I looked at the 04 <laughs> State Tournament, and there's three guys here that were wrestling in 04, and I only saw one place winner. That was Ryan McNamara, so you got that on these guys. Leg riding should be illegal. Hang the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> got to get lucky every once in a while, I suppose, huh? Even a blind squirrel. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's clock, good. Clock is right twice a you day. Watch out batteries. Got to watch out for those cracks in the mat. They'll trip you up. <laughs> they will. He was also a heavyweight. Anyone can wrestle heavyweight, right? <laughs> so you did enjoy wrestling. I did. You liked yep. it a lot. Yep. I think I was probably, I was cut from the cloth that it was maybe a little bit more of a grind. I didn't love it quite as much as it sounds like you did, Kyle, or you did, Ryan. So, well, I'm um, the same boat as you two. Like, once the season was wrapping up, I was ready to be done with it and move on to the next sport, too, though. Sure. So, yep. No, I can definitely relate to that. I know. So, my younger brother, Joel, he wouldn't mind me saying this, but he was also he was a wrestler like me and kind of had the same mindset that it was more of a grind. It wasn't something that he fell in love with. And he ended up going into the Marines as well after he graduated high school and what he kind of told me is that perspective of just having to push through something really hard that might not be instant gratification or might not be it might not feel super rewarding when you're at practice getting the crap beat out of you but being able to push for something that you know is going to be worth it in the long haul is kind of a perspective that helped him out in the marines as well so i think that's that's something that i've heard that uh you know i'm i admire our service members for that a lot, the ability to push through things that have to be pushed through. Yeah, speaking of that, going through the grind, Kyle, I know you remember this, and uh, old Coach Shutter would say, it's the toughest six minutes in sports you'll ever <laughs> find. And and uh, we he was talking one time, I think, about going in the Marine Corps afterwards. He said, Seamus, if, if you find a tougher six minutes, you come back and you tell me about it. And I think I did come back on leave one time and say, hey, Coach Shutter, just letting you know, I, I could go down a rabbit hole here, but there was one time where you're... <laughs> We were humping Mark 19s, or you know, on his big hike up a mountain, and and, and uh, I was thinking about that, and it lasted a heck of a lot longer than six minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, get you on that one. But I remember he always used to say that, and I thought about that quite a bit, about you know, just one step in front of the other, like, it's going to end. Just you know, don't quit. So if you're even if you're on the bottom of the mat and grind out that last few minutes to save from points getting scored on you, just keep going. Yeah, Never keep your stop. head up and keep going. Yeah, head up, one foot in front of the other. So, obviously, I was in the Navy, and let's just say our boot camp was easy-ish compared, uh, yeah, you know, sure. to what the, the Marines had to do, or even the well, Army. Look um, at these guys, <laughs> and then look at you. Oh, well, I could have told you that. It, it, was, it was not, yeah, it was not, uh, wrestling practice was definitely harder. But how did, you know, sports in high school prepare you, just even for that first initial shock of boot camp before you got basically trained and transitioned into a marine i don't think anything prepares you for the first initial shock of stepping on those yellow footprints at camp Ellen. yeah it's you can prepare physically all you want just like any of the elite training or anything like that uh so i think ryan again will agree with me just like you know back in our day you know compared to what it is now i know things are different and different standards or whatnot but it's a mental game you get in there and you're like, I could run, you know, an 18 minute, three mile or whatever it is. But then they totally throw off your OODA loop or put you in a mental spiral down. And yeah, like I said, it's it, it's a complete mental game. If you can just have mental toughness to know that you're going to get through it and they're going to throw games at you trying to break you and uh, you just got to push through it. Um, like I said, the physical part, I don't, it was physically challenging, but that's not even what I remember about it. Exactly. It was, it was just the... Mental the side mental toughness mm -hmm. so good you guys find yourself still like like i know ryan you you train pretty hard still you find yourself still using that mindset you know what would be 10 15 years down the road now just having to oh yeah yeah push through the difficult things yeah like seamus said you go to that dark place and you're just like it's gonna end shortly it will just gotta grind through it 
find that dark place and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Live in there. Make it your own, you yeah. know. And that's why I kind of did when I got back. I get kind of did into, got into CrossFit sort of thing. And those are short. That didn't take stuff. long to bring up CrossFit, did it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good one. First rule about CrossFit is you must talk about CrossFit. <laughs> but, I mean, like, yeah. it's going to all of They're grueling workouts. Yeah. But yeah. it all, end, all ends eventually. That's you right. Know? Yeah. So. It does. Yep. Mm-hmm. So for the young guys or gals that are thinking about, you know, the military, they're in high school now or junior high, what, uh, do you have any advice for them? Pros, cons, do it, don't do it? I, I, I'm going to give the same advice that was told to me when I was young, but we all know that you don't really start thinking until you're in your later 20s or something <laughs> like that. Is If you're thinking about it, absolutely do it and take advantage of it. I'm not talking about the cool experiences with your friends and, and party time and get to shoot cool guns and whatever it is. It's the, you can still go to college afterwards. Not only will it be free, you get paid to do it. You know, it's like, it's a no brainer in my mind. You can go for your master's degrees. You'll pay $0 for it. Or I think unless some things have changed, plus they'll write you a check just for living expenses. It's, it's an awesome opportunity. Oh, absolutely. And there are thousands of jobs in the military besides being a grunt or yeah. a seaman so there is yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the options are endless you know really so it's no different than going out in the workforce and starting right away you can find a job in the navy or in the, in the marines or in the army that is the same that's in the uh, civilian side but like Seamus said you can get paid for it and you can get free schooling afterwards if you want to uh, go to college first, get your bachelor's degree or something, go be an officer. You can well, you can be a pilot, fly really cool planes, and then you'll have people like FedEx and UPS and Delta and all these airlines begging you to work for them. So it's a huge opportunity. And, uh, yeah, and, and not only that, just the benefits afterwards as far as, you know, potential health care and uh, preference points for future careers or jobs. It's definitely helpful. I think one of the most underrated things when I left and I never in a million years thought this would have been a benefit but we get picked up we're fair to say in small town America dropped into a, just a hodgepodge of people and you learn so much about different cultures and areas of the U.S. and like it's just a different world it just feels absolutely different and, and some of my friends that you know I keep in touch with like where they've now gone and been and like there's just no way to get that connection, I don't think, unless you do something so extreme where you're picking yourself, moving out of your your comfort zone. completely out of your comfort zone. You know, when I went to college after the fact, it was still basically people from Southeast Minnesota, you know, pretty, pretty standard, same conversations. But yeah, you get mixed up with a bunch of people from all over the U.S. and <laughs> the, the stories and the things that you hear are just eye-opening and it's really cool i could not believe you said the culture shock mm-hmm. you know shelter not gonna say shelter was just what you know so you know yep. ignorant to it got to california got to our unit and uh, well you know the tune sergeant come by and we we're all online and he goes hey you know who, who doesn't have their driver's license here we got to go get your license you can drive humvees and stuff and several of these kids or these marines raised their hand and i was in shock because around here, what do you do? You, you drive since you're 10, you're 15 at a farm permit, 16 you get your own vehicle, and it's just what it is. And I was in shock that these kids have never driven a car before. And I find out, you know, they live in inner city Los Angeles or something like that. They don't have those opportunities. It's, it's just that kind of eye-opening. Not everyone is the same. <laughs> I, uh, I work in a repair shop on the carrier. And one of the first, and I just chuckle because every time I think of this, is one of the very first things you do is tools and their uses. So what does a screwdriver do? What you <laughs> oh, know? Yeah. And I remember, like, I think it was T or Bestel gave us that back in, like, seventh grade. And we all joked about it then. Like, really, we had to take a test on how to, you know, use a hammer or turn a screwdriver. But that was one of the very first things you had to learn if you were going to go into uh, into this repair area. And it was amazing how many people, like, failed the test. That's who's like, fixing your F-18 fighter pilots <laughs> or fighter jets anyway. We, we trained them up, but, you know, it was just, yeah. just kind of crazy. So, yeah. yeah everyone, a lot of people listening there should be thankful to live in southeastern Minnesota and the oh, opportunities yeah. you get here. See, Logan, Section 1 versus the world has never been more real. Section 1 versus the world, baby. They don't know how to use screwdrivers in phrase Z. There's no way they do. <laughs> well, for sure not in St. Michael. No. Oh, my gosh. Definitely not. So, well, good. Um, yeah, let's maybe talk a little bit about the match and kind of the event that they got going on, and then we'll kind of circle back and talk about life after the military and uh, 
how uh, that's all shaking and what you guys are up to now. Let's do it. Are either of you guys planning on making the trip down, or is it a question mark? Rhino? I'll be there. You're going to be there? We're in KM Blue. No, I don't think so. I got this sweatshirt you can borrow. (laughs) I will be working on, uh, I I go back to work this week, so not going to make it for me. Okay. Well, Kyle's going to buy your pulled pork meal. Right now, for perfect. Coming on the podcast <laughs> Appreciate that. It, so, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I think the most appropriate place to start is kind of where we started with the Cass and Chatfield match. Is what's on the line. So this isn't this isn't just bragging rights here. These are two section opponents, section one double A. Since Embroda has moved up to double A, I believe they've met Casson in the section finals every year. So this has been a rivalry going on for a few years now. I thought ZM was single A. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ryan, you can hit him. He made a joke about that in the first podcast. That was like two months ago. <laughs> Circling back to that one, sneaky dog. Yeah, um, so there's a lot on the line. I, You know, the one you got to win is at the Civic Center, right? That's the important one. So it gives you some opportunities to maybe move kids around, try out some different matchups. I know ZM's double weighed down low. Casson's got some flexibility up top, as well as Ambroda, Mazeppa. So I'll be curious to see if they kind of work a couple different matchups, uh, feel things out before the section tournament. But a lot on the line. There's a big difference between that one and two seed if it ends up shaking out that way because Stewartville's emerged as a three. They're going to challenge somebody in the section semis if they make it to that point. So you always want to get the high seed when you can, but... The big one, right, comes at the Civic Center if that matchup happens in a month or so. So you have Stewartville as the lock for the number three seed? I do. I, I do have Stewartville as a lock for the three seed. Stewartville and ZM wrestled in? Yeah. What was the score? Uh, I don't think it was pretty. Stewartville has wrestled everyone else and beat them, Kyle. If you get time after this podcast, you should go back and look at some results. I will. I'll check it out. So, yeah. So, well, if... The outcome, I guess, matters then to see who gets that three seed and or two seed potentially. Seeding is very important. Yep. So it should be it should be a really good match. I know. I think maybe Zimbroda's favored a little bit more down low. They've got some really good wrestlers. We just saw in Goodyear on Thursday night, but Casson's got that run from 52, 60, 72 with Kennedy Swanson and then uh, Dominic Mann, who's been wrestling really well. So. Both team has their their spots where they're gonna be they're gonna be racing and trying to collect team points. So, as we always say with the big matches, gonna be a matter of minimizing the bonus points and picking up big pins where you can. Mm-hmm. So, who do you think? Uh, we did that over under for the KM Chatfield match on the pins. Do you mm-hmm. think there's more pins in this duel, or there was more in that one? I think there's. I think the line's got to be the same, right? Two and a half? Is that what I said? It was two and a half last time, yeah. Okay. I think this might actually be one of those cases where there might be a few more pins, just but with both, maybe trying out some things. I think you could see. I think if you set it at three and a half this time, would be a good. I'm going to stick with it at two and a half. I'm going to go over then. This is like these teams where they build these rivalries. I'd call it a rivalry, right? They met in the section finals last couple years. These teams where they build rivalries. The matches are just so close. Like, I think back to when I was in high school and we weren't quite good enough to have a rivalry with ZM, but like ZM and KW, nobody ever got pinned in those matches. Yeah. Ever. They were, there were more injury defaults than there were pins in those matches. So I, I'll set the line at two and a half. Are you taking the over? over? Yep. You're taking the over? Yep. Rhino, two and a half pins. You think you can always more? Uh, I, I think there'll be more. It's more. Seamus? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And you were going to be right about that one. There we go. I'm, I'm going to take the under. I just don't see it. There's too many too many good wrestlers in the lineup. I think what else is going to be really fun about this is we see ZM wrestle a lot of teams we're very familiar with. Fair to say. Mm-hmm. You know, KM also does through the HVL, but it's a little harder to get a gauge sometimes with some of the, the just the way they are structured. But, you know, they just had a really big win over Stillwater. You know, that... We don't we don't really know much about Stillwater. So is that a is that a really good win? Are they peaking at the right time? Is that you know what does that mean? I think this is going to be that first. Well, I shouldn't say the first. We saw them against Chatfield. We realized mm-hmm. Chatfield is legit this year. They're they're legit. decent. They're decent. You know, but outside of that, I don't know. I, I just don't feel I know enough about KM. Even though we see the box scores, we see the results, things like that. 
I think that's fair because yeah, KM is going down to the Donnybrook in Iowa. They're going to the Cheesehead way over in Kakana. ZM is at the Clash, which is a lot of local teams. They're at the Bi-State, which is quite a few local teams as well. So we, we do tend to see those individual matches a little bit more with ZM and the local kids. But I don't know. Kyle, you can tell us all about Cassie and you got the sweatshirt on. They, they kind of are who they are, right? Like their program has been built the same way over the past decade. They kind of wrestle that same style. So I don't know. I'm expecting them to be physical wrestle hard and there's going to be a lot of tough kids and interesting <laughs> matchups <laughs> ryan what do you think you've seen zm you know are they are they heading into this with a full head of steam are they where do you think zm is or you go you want to make a prediction you don't have to make a prediction but <laughs> i'll make the prediction for the ZM community. <laughs> but go for zm you know i don't yeah. you know i can't i can't root against the team yeah yeah the squad that's They're right. looking good this year i i can't argue that but yeah uh, we got to be casting eventually it's sometime it's going to happen, right? Hopefully if they this stay in this, this is the year. To how do old it. are your kids? <laughs> we got a ways to go. So we got a few years. No, so yeah, I mean, this, I would say this is as close to an opportunity as ZM has had in the section finals for a long time, right? Or in the, in this, at this point in the season. Yeah. I think I said that to you to the other day as well, Kyle. I think this is as close as I've, had the bar between these two teams since ZM moved up to double A. And I don't think it has, it's through no fault of KM's like KM has not taken a step back. KM is, is just as good as they thought they were, but ZM has had all these kids step up that just are contributing to the team in such a big way this year. Like Ryan Steinmetz, Owen Lexfeld, um, you know, Max Raymer has had some big matches. Like oh, yeah. these, these are names I just wasn't expecting going into the year, and all these kids emerging has shown up in the team results. So, Z- ZM has widely overachieved my expectations that I had back in October. So I think these teams are as close as they've been over the last few years. So do you see if you had to if you had to make a decision if you're the coach whether you're Coach Hill or Coach Link, are you shuffling your lineup trying to get matches to prepare for the end of the year, or are you wrestling this straight up just to see what happens? That's a million-dollar question there. Yep. Coach Logie B, what are you going to do? That's a very good question. (laughs) So the difference, right, is that KM has had the success over the last couple years. They've won those matches over the last couple years. They've got the track record. They've got the track record. So ZM is going to be the one trying to make up ground. I would, I don't know. If I was coaching ZM, I would maybe be more inclined to just let my lineup roll. And if I was KM, play around with it a little bit. Because if we're KM and we slip up right now, it's like nothing's lost. ZM, there might be a psychological element to it. I don't know. I'm not in the wrestling room. I know, you know, Link's always got the guys ready to wrestle come, come section tournament time. But I wonder if that could be a little bit more of a factor for ZM would be the psychological edge of a win versus a loss. Yep. So did I dodge the question? Pretty I kind of dodged yeah. it a little bit. <laughs> I think if I was KM, I would be more inclined to move my lineup around a little bit and goof around. Really? Which is, yeah, I realize it's a little counterintuitive to what I just said, isn't yeah. it? No, no, I mean, I think that's... Like Ryan said, I mean that's the million dollar question. What do you do this first go around? You know, if you if you think you're going to have them in the section finals, what do you want to see? What don't you want to see? What do you want to hide? What don't you want to hide? You know, all that kind of fun stuff. Or is it like we're rolling the ball out and we're just going to play? You know, that's a basketball analogy on a wrestling podcast. It's probably I feel fun. like I would didn't land. I like I like the psychological high going into sections. You know what I'm saying? And I get you want to tinker with the line of this and that, but let's make this memorable. Let's go. Let's win, you know, mm-hmm. and then let's win again. I That's agree. how I like to see it. Stack them. Yeah. Building momentum. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I think ZM could benefit a lot from that. I don't think, so I guess what I'm coming to is KM wouldn't lose a lot with a loss, but I think ZM would gain quite a bit with a win. I think that's the conclusion I've talked myself into. I like go. that. Yeah. I like that. Took you a while to get there, but you got there. <laughs> had, so. had, there was a little bit of hand-holding. <laughs> I think what else, I was just kind of looking at like ZM, I believe, has like eight or nine seniors this year, I believe. And then, uh, you know, KM's got that strong lineup right through the middle of seniors, but then those lower weights are a little younger yet. So what I always 
I don't know if it'll necessarily show its face here this weekend or on Friday night, but what I like to see is you get a senior-heavy team at the Mayo Civic Center, backs against the wall, this is their last shot, you just see crazy things happening and here i go looking like logan projecting all the way to the to the fun section tournament but i think that'll be something just keep an eye on do those younger kids lighter kids for km keep continuing to grow throughout the season and can they close the gap if they are outmatched this week or you know are those seniors on uh, zm gonna just take them home and just do what seniors do a lot of the times at the at the male civics so yeah it's, it's just gonna be a lot of fun just seeing how this looks on paper the first time and then looks in real life so you've got me riled up kyle i am ready to run (laughs) through a freaking brick wall i'm not getting anything done at work this week (laughs) go back and watch wrestling highlights from 2015 (laughs) and then i mean you can't like we were down in chatfield we got to have fun and go down and sit in that atmosphere right tiny gym absolutely packed it was nuts i mean it was just one of the better wrestling moments that I've been a part of. One you know? of the best, not one of the better. It was one of the best. I, I seen the clip you guys posted, yeah. and it was it was nuts. It was electric. I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was louder there than it was at the Vikings game the next day. It was great. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get to match that intensity on Friday. I mean, the gym, just the nostalgia of that night. But I think one thing that is going to be close is you're going to have a lot more fans there i mean i was talking to my my dad and they're going you know mm-hmm. and they don't have any horse in the race um you pair that with your military appreciation night first responders appreciation night so now you just get a whole nother subset of people and here we go again how do you grow the sport you put on big events and then you have two teams step out and perform and here we go you know i mean this is only helps section one uh, even more yeah, and I mean, you get the local wrestling podcast talking about it, and you have two home run guests yeah. come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Home on run guests. On a Friday night as well. I Friday mean, night, yeah. Geez, Friday oh, night yeah. fight night. Oh, it's going to be good. It's I mean, going to be real good. I mean, props to KM. I don't know if this was scheduled or if they had to tweak it to get it to a Friday night, but I mean, just to, just to make this an event, here they go again, kind of putting themselves out there, and, and ZM is going to be there in conference also is on the line conference so hvl so i think uh yeah it's just i'm excited it'll be fun i haven't actually asked jessica yet or told her if i'm gonna go so you haven't asked her for permission permission yeah yeah. shoot she should know we're doing a special episode about it kyle let's be honest your your wife is gonna want you out of the house (laughs) she looks she looks for every opportunity to get you out of here just tell her to calm down (laughs) it usually usually works that turns out really well my wife loves it So, Logan, are you going to make a prediction on this, or are we going to wait until after at the end here? Uh, let's wait till the end. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away too soon. We got to keep people to the end of the episode here. Gotcha. You got any? Uh, you got any uh, last kind of thoughts on this match? Or what do you uh, th- no, I wanted to. So, I wanted to turn back the clock because I love talking about the good old days, and I wanted to know, like, if you guys. Because I never beat Casson as a team, Casson Manorville. I never beat Zimbrota Mazeppa as a team. In 04, was that any different, or was Casson Manorville still kind of the, the bully on the block? No, they had a. We didn't really wrestle them because we were in the uh, Three Rivers back then. Good you was. Mm-hmm. So we were wrestling the Wabashaws, Plainview, that. Um, I believe in 2009, somewhere in there, they, they got beat. By Plainview Elgin Millville to go to state. And then after 2009 is when they really went on their run. Mm-hmm. There was a couple years maybe prior to that um, when Coach Man maybe first started. They had some Granzies and stuff like that where they might have gone to state. But uh, yeah, I think it was post 2009, 2010 is when they kind of went on their run. But did you guys must have wrestled them though? We did, but my memory is it's, awful. It's, <laughs> it's spotty. It is awful. <laughs> yeah, so. Probably those giants, the were the Bailey, uh, two twins there. When we oh, wrestled. Uh, Bailey. One yeah. was, one's a state champ. Yep. Maybe yep. I, my memory's gone from wrestling one of them guys. Yeah, we're, we're Ryan and I probably have a little TBI going on. <laughs> too, so. I, don't, I don't even try to remember things anymore. And you've just got sore fingers from running a screwdriver. <laughs> what's yeah. your, yeah, what's that's your residual? So, yeah, I got a lot of sunburn. No. Yeah, so... 
Yeah, I think if if I had to remember, I think it was like post two thousand nine, two thousand ten is when they really started going on their tear. Um, but they had they had a couple in there, I think, that were decent. So. Yeah, and they had some really good individuals back in the early two thousands, nineties. Well, even before that, but sure. Yeah. Yeah, so Stewartville went to state in 04. Casson went in 2005. And then they okay, alternated with Plainview for a few years before Casson really went on their run in like 2009. Gotcha. So, yep. Okay. What about between you guys? I don't think there was any conclusion there. Good you and ZM, Ryan. Did you guys win those matchups or was that, uh, did Seamus and Kyle get the better of those? I do not recall. <laughs> no, Zimbabwe always had a pretty tough team. They were a tough one to beat, and uh, I don't know if it happened very often. I think it was always so. fairly tight, though, if I remember right. The one I remember, I think I was telling Seamus, you're here when we, uh, I think it was 2001, went down to Mazeppa and we lost. And that was the year Good U won state. And Mr. Sutter was not happy. And I think that was like the one of the few times I seen him not happy and show it yeah why so, why was he not happy you guys were favored going into the duel or was it yeah how things oh, yeah. unfolded no it was favored how things unfolded a little bit of everything so logan who's here that's a good question our <laughs> third guest it's actually mr sutter <laughs> uh, so that was our doorbell you know in case someone pulls in the driveway so I actually, yeah we we had one particular match my senior year against zm where we kind of upset our head coach as well. Um, we lost 64 to three. <laughs> the lone win was at heavyweights. Uh, jo- Joey Majerus got his 200th win in Goodhue against a kid that, uh, so Joel Gadiant was out that night with an ankle injury or something. And they threw a kid out there to wrestle Joey Majerus. So he had somebody to pin for his 200th win. And that kid never wrestled another match really? no. <laughs> it was one varsity match and he was joy majerus's 200th career win mm. so good that, story Logan. that's my best, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my best memory of wrestling against him uh you would always tie your best memory back to a zm memory <laughs> doing what i can doing what i can for the community i'm, I'm assuming you're going to be in the... it's what gets me to listen <laughs> it's a, it's an olive branch to the community <laughs> kyle <laughs> You're for sure getting the ZM colors out on Friday, aren't you? I'm wearing them underneath. <laughs> wearing them underneath. So well, good. Well, let's uh, let's jump back to Seamus and Ryan. So you guys did four four years, four and a half years in the Marines, and now you're come full circle, helping out. Seamus, I've seen you help out in the Goodyear room. Ryan, you're helping out in the ZM room. Life after the Marines. What do you uh, What do you guys got going on now? So, yeah, it's my turn to go first. No, uh, I help out in the uh, pre-K and K room because that's about my uh, ability level. If I get any higher, those kids know more than I do already. Yeah. So I stick with the, the, the little guys and try to keep them moving around. And uh, I've got one in that room, so that's mainly why I like sticking, watching him, keeping him on track. So A wild man. Yeah. He's probably one of the better listeners out of the three. Oh, good. Which is surprising because he's <laughs> definitely different than the rest of them. <laughs> so, I, uh, so a little bit of context here. My my parents are family friends with Ryan and his wife, and I have seen his little boys go at it. They they get after each other. They are not afraid to throw fists and uh, yeah. get, a, get a little scrappy. It's a good night when nobody cries. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Seamus? What are you up to these days? Uh, yeah, so I have a boy, and he's eight, and so he's in the wrestling program. So I go up there and try to help uh, with the youth program uh, on the days I'm not working. And, and like Ryan would know, that, that can really test your patience. Oh, trying to get a, a room full of anywhere from six-year-olds to nine-year-olds listening and not messing around too much. So helping out with that. And then uh, I, as much as I can, I try to make it up to the – the high school practice uh try to do once a week that's not really happening i hope to get there tomorrow to kind of rest around with the bigger guys there um it's fun to get back into it and uh just try to feel young again and try to stay in shape so is is there a thing of like a old man strength when you go in there and uh throw these guys around um is that your edge so uh, yes i mean <laughs> I, old I, man strength's a thing <laughs> it is it, it absolutely is and and i know the guys are in you know great shape and then sometimes uh 
you grab hold of them, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's still got it, you know, and you walk over there feeling good until about five minutes and your muscles start aching and you're like, oh, I immediately regret that, you know. <laughs> the recovery's a little different. Yeah. yeah, I'm eating, you know, a thousand milligrams of ibuprofen, <laughs> just like water, so. But. So, and you got back in, kind of getting back into shape because you kind of started doing some... It's not, I don't want to say CrossFit, because you might no, go there. So, whoa, don't go there. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He has not earned the right to call himself a CrossFitter, right? Hold on, it's, it's, it's CrossFit for men. Um, it's called the Tactical Games. Uh, yeah, so multiple years ago, I started lifting pretty heavy, and I, and I was lifted. I was pretty strong, but I was not physically in shape. I had muscle, but I had a lot of fat around it, no endurance, no cardio to it. And and uh, I changed up my diet and my workout, and I got in decent shape, and then I... Uh, it, it relates to my work, but anyway, these, these tactical games, it's, it's a, uh, it's a super intense physical competition, moving a lot of weight, running a lot, climbing ropes, all sorts of stuff. And then in between those workouts, you got to take your firearm, a rifle and, and a pistol and shoot very small targets from very far away. And you'd be able to control your heart rate and everything like that. So I was totally focusing on that. And I got a hold of Kyle one day. I'm like, Hey, is the varsity team ever looking for send me, you know, I said at the time, some 36 year old out of shape guy to they can beat up on a little bit and uh him and you know coach Graham are more than uh welcoming please get in here and, and change it up for these guys so they're you know not wrestling the same partner over and over and over again and i got in there and it was really fun that first day i'm, I'm okay now i'm a little bit more in wrestling shape but that after that i left that first day my arms were bruised up i couldn't hardly move you know getting slammed on the mat over and over again because <laughs> you know as a good partner i was always the the recipient of the move and never did the you know, i was always you know, they were always the offense. <clears throat> anyway, it's a totally different in type of shape. You can run all you want, lift all your weights you want. You get in there and, and uh, duke it out for six minutes of goes. It's a great way to stay in shape. And then you, you do that with a partner, obviously, when you, because you're, you're not, you're kind of underselling this, but you travel. You've been yeah. in Texas. North no, it, it's, it's a super, super cool uh, program. And uh, if anybody's ever answers, get a hold of me. I, I, I'd love to talk about it in depth, but, uh, um, so the first time I did it was last April and that, and that was a team one. And I just got back from Texas a few months ago from individual one uh, the team one, uh, we traveled to South Carolina, me and a partner that I work with at the Rochester police department. And he's actually, uh, he lives in Casson and he's got a boy in a youth program. And I know he goes and practices with the, uh, the team, the uh, varsity team. And he rolls around. He was a, he wrestled for Augsburg and he's, he's a beast. And, uh, so him and I, traveled as a team to South Carolina to compete in that. It was our first one ever. Um, we didn't know really what we were getting into. We watched some YouTube videos and, <laughs> and I guess, uh, out of 25 teams, we got, we placed eighth for our first one. So we were, you know, obviously a little disappointed, but, um, in the mix, and, yeah, and learned a ton. And I think the next one we're gonna go to, or next one I'm going to do is in Iowa. And, uh, the mindset I'm having going into is I'll be in the top three. I mean, you learn so much. And so, well, good. Anything less than that is unacceptable. I tried to watch it online, but they're really hard to follow. Like when you're actually out there, but yeah, uh, it you'd have to see it to under kind of understand. But it, it's really fun, and it's a great goal, a great reason to stay in shape. So, and Ryan, you're, uh, I mean, Seamus said it, but you're doing CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually do competitions too, <laughs> where, uh, but they're against myself, so <laughs> I don't have to brag about it. So. Ryan, I was kind of just kidding, James. Yeah, you're good. I was kind of nervous to out myself, but since you did, I'm gonna as well. I'm also doing CrossFit right now, so we can spend the next two, three hours after this talking about it if you want. We could go to the local bar and we could tell other people about it too if you want. I'd be, I'd be game for that. So, so when you got done with the military, you know, I had no idea what I was gonna do. I really didn't. I just. I mean, this is kind of a funny story. You remember that Minnesota School of Bartending commercial? I, back in the I day? remember you going to bartending yeah, school. Yeah, I'm literally so sitting at the house at my parents, bored and watching this. I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll be a bartender. I called the number. Like, nobody calls those numbers, right? Like, that's not a thing. So someone I called picked the- up and was like, oh, my God, someone called. <laughs> someone wants to come? Hello? It's been weeks. Was it a 1-900 number or something was, like yeah, that? It was, yeah, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. So I went up to the cities and did bartending school for, like, a week. I'm like, I don't want to be a bartender. I don't know why I did that. But it's just funny. You're kind of, I was lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, And and I got to give, you know, this is kind of another funny story. So I started just applying to random jobs. And the job, my first job was basically doing laundry for the RCTC 
football players, volleyball players, basketball players. Like that's what I did. And, uh, I remember in the interview, my resume was terrible. Uh, didn't know like any of the questions they were asking, but I had one like ref tied or gained. Did, yeah, like, I know. Your laundry term, terminology. <laughs> is it, yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> they pointed at a dryer and said, is that a, is that a washer or dryer? <laughs> it was just like the most awkward interview ever. And, uh, and I remember I didn't have a reference, so I had uh, Coach Sutter uh, as a reference, and then I had like two guys in the Navy, but I knew they were like out to sea. I knew they were going to answer or whatever. So um, the AD at the time, Brad LaPlante and Gene Mush had called Coach Sutter and like, oh, what he, can you tell? Oh, he wrestled. He'll be fine. I'm like, that's what he said? And he's like, yeah, that's basically all he kept saying. So he'll be fine. Like. I mean, and then looking back, it was just doing laundry. It's not that hard, you know? So Someone's got to do it, Kyle, just like the Navy. Someone's got to do it. But it was just funny. Like, I'm going from the Navy to literally washing laundry. But what that really helped me do is is get me out of the house again, get me kind of back in school. Um, yeah, whether it was washing laundry didn't matter for me. It was doing something again, and then that progressed to going to Augsburg, and then eventually, you know, all these things just led to KM and then into my into my career now. But did you guys find any challenges, on, or did you know exactly what you wanted to do the day you, the day you got out? Have you guys seen the movie Hurt Locker before? Mm-hmm. And it's like towards the very end where he's standing in the cereal aisle, trying to pick decide what cereal he wants to get for his family or whatever. I think that's what kind of best represented me the best. It's like you're told what to do all the time, or you're telling what someone else to do all the time, and then you get home and you're by yourself and you're like, like you said, you're kind of lost. You're like well, what do I do now? Like, I can't pick out even a box of cereal by myself right now. And I was fortunate enough to have a good buddy of mine say, hey, what are you doing? You know, sort of thing. Like, how about you come out to South Dakota and roof with me and my cousin? And so I did that for a little bit. And, you know, that's not going to go anywhere. It's not that roofing's a bad profession. It's just not what I wanted to do. But it filled the time. And finally, my dad was like, hey, lineman's a good job you want to try that and i was like what do i got to lose you know and that's basically when it from there i went to school and then became a electrical lineman yeah good county co-op electric and been there for 12 13 years now so yeah it's just sometimes you just need that extra kick in the butt to get going again it it is just kind of funny you just like just eye-opening okay now i'm gonna go do this okay and what's interesting about being a lineman there's a strong correlation about being a lineman and a podcaster. Specifically, a wrestling <laughs> A wrestling podcaster. podcaster. Yes. I can now name three linemen that are... I mean, you're a podcaster. And if, <laughs> and if, Logan, if Logan buys you lunch or something on Friday, now you're a professional podcaster because well, I mean, you're paid for it. I'm a, I'm a guest, though. Does that mean I'm, I'm coming back? Well, you like could, a, we can bring a, you back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, you know... And now we should rank them. Who's the best lineman podcaster Oh boy! So let's we let's do a Twitter. Poll. Let's just throw the names in the hat here, quick, so everyone knows who we're referring to. Yeah, it would be Josh Raymond of the Alan Josh Podcast. It would be Ryan McNamara of the JV Takes Podcast, <laughs> and then it would be our good friend Brandon Lundy, the guest of the Alan Josh Podcast. Yeah, so be good. Twitter do, poll. Does anyone here is anyone here Hold brave on. enough to Who's rank that? them? Brandon, Brandon, L- Brandon, Brandon L- <laughs> London, <laughs> London. Never heard of her. <laughs> well we'll get that out on twitter who's the best podcaster that's good lineman like podcaster that. so and then the lineman slash podcaster with the least votes gets voted off the island like survivor style you be careful you're gonna run out of guests to come <laughs> Seamus, how about you what uh how did your you know you were going into your profession right away or uh no well i toyed with staying in because i think when ryan is still in the the if you read your history books in the 2008 area, uh, it, was, it was the surge in Iraq and President Bush, you know, he's like, we need X amount of you know, Marines and soldiers back over there. And well, not to meant the recession at the time, too. Well, so I think it was, yeah, just before that. Or, you know, we were yeah, 20, right 21 years old, didn't know, really know anything about finances. And, and I know they were offering me as, a, as an NCO infantry, they wanted to keep some experience. They were like, hey, if you, if you do another three years, uh, you know, we're going to give you like 75 grand tax-free, like a oh. bonus. And so that messed with me for weeks. I thought about that as well. I I called so many people that I thought knew we were talking. You know, you know, my parents and guys that I, I respected. Like, what do you do? Like, I want to get out because I want to continue my life. But then, 
it's a lot of money for a 21 year old oh, just absolutely. to check tax free and ultimately i ended up uh separating from the marine corps and and coming back home and i went to uh Dakota County Tech for diesel mechanic school. And that was good. I was always kind of a, a gearhead and I knew what I was doing with that. But I, I found I found myself in a lull because going from what I was doing, what Ryan and I did in Marine Corps, you know, infantry, we were, we were hiking and shooting guns and throwing grenades and all sorts of cool stuff. And then boom, I found myself in, the, in, in a mechanic shop turning on this Caterpillar engine. And I was just like, this is not, this is not satisfying for me. It's a great job, great career. However, it just wasn't satisfying. And uh, one day, I was at my parents' place, and we had to call the sheriff's department because there's some found property and whatever. I called him, hey, come claim this or come pick this up. And he's this deputy made a conversation with me. He's like, hey, what are you doing now? I'm like, yeah, decent mechanic school, just got out of the Marine Corps. He's like, you should be a, a law enforcement officer. I'm like, nah, because I know in Minnesota, you had, at the time, I thought you had to be at least a bachelor's degree, and I did not want to go to school. Just like you guys are saying, I did not want to do any school. He's like, it's a two-year program down at RCTC in Rochester. I was like, heck yeah, I could do that. I get on board with that. And, and I, I did that, knocked it out. And uh, I was like, if I can't be in the military, which I could. I chose not to be. I was like, well, I could be a law enforcement officer and still go to play with guns and, and do all these cool stuff and be physical. And, and so that's what I'm doing now. And I don't regret it at all. You know, I could do a lot of the same stuff on the SWAT team. And um, that's pretty fun. And without doubt... Um, the military helped me get that that job that career and benefit from that so that's one thing i kind of miss out on you know is like the high paced adrenaline i was pumping all the time you know just the it was such a come down wasn't it just like yeah you're just like yeah. the calmness was scary just mm-hmm. you almost did stupid stuff when you got out because <laughs> yeah. your friends like you sit around here they're you know worked at local businesses or something just kind of a, a ordinary temple or even if they're at school i remember coming home and went and visited friends at like st cloud and at their fret parties and stuff and i was like i had to like refrain myself from like getting <laughs> fights and stuff like that just because it was such a different climate different people i couldn't relate to them very much and i, I feel had like to, you had to grow up so fast too yeah or just acclimatize yeah. back again yeah. so yeah, that's my career choice. Uh, same thing as Ryan. I've been with the uh, police department in Rochester for about 12 years now. So, Well, cool. Yeah, I think that that is the one thing is I'm pretty sure all of us didn't expect us to be in this job as 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, and oh, hey, by the way, as 25-year-olds, basically. I mean, it took us a while to kind of figure this out. And, and I guess that'd be my message to all you wrestlers that listen or just kids out there in general, like, Find something that allows you to have opportunities. Give it a try. If you don't like it, try something new. You know, I think just you got to find what you're what you're into. Don't be afraid of failure. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest thing I could take away from anything. I mean, fear holds a lot of people back. If you just say, "What do I got to lose?" Just go try it. Fail? Hey, that's all right. Try something different. Yeah. What if? What if? Well, what yeah. if it works? Yep. What if you? What if you join the military and make some of the best friends you'd ever have? You know. I think one of my best friends uh, are in Texas and in Indiana. I give a guy a call in Indiana right now, and he'd be on his way if uh, if it needed. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of experiences that they can't tell you about on a, a recruiter card or anything like that, you know. And I think that that's lost sometimes. And and yeah, and here we are having fun on a podcast, talking about it, and just hoping uh, hoping some kids that are listening or even adults that you know just don't be afraid to try something give it a whirl and and thanks you know we i know we have a lot of veterans and service members and first responders that listen to this and just you know thank you for all your service um it's not easy you you miss home you have all of these uh pulls on emotions throughout uh throughout your careers and and we do we definitely do uh i think about you know the people in those in those roles still today and it's uh yeah we we're thinking about you um this event obviously on friday night we get to mix both worlds two of my worlds i guess and i'm excited uh, to do that all the money is going to uh the invisible wounds project based out of forest lake which is cool it's a it's a local um local issue you know minnesota-based uh nonprofits. so yeah just a lot of fun thank you guys for uh for doing this with us and logan you got anything else yeah, I agree with Kyle. Thank you guys for doing this. And as the guy here in the Honeykey Hog studio that was not involved in the military, like a big thank you to you guys just because I know it's not something I can do. 
I know the stories we've shared today are pretty mild, but I know there's there's more below the surface, and it's not for everybody. Not everybody can to can do it. So props to those who are brave enough who actually step up and do it. And one thing for all of the the kids listening, if you have ever have questions about the military or anything, reach out to to people. You know, reach out to Logan and I, and we can connect you with people. If you just want to talk to them, say, hey, "Is this something that is a good fit for me? Should I do it?" You kind of heard our opinions, so you can probably about imagine uh, what we're going to say, but. Whether that's through you're deciding if you want to go into the military, whether you want to go to college, ask questions, start connecting with other people in the wrestling community. It's a tight community, no matter what career. If you want to get into ag, you want to get into education, you want to get into law enforcement. Wrestling podcast, Wrestling podcast. Reach out, ask questions, start building connections. Because I think one thing that we all basically said here today without actually saying it is there's been people in our life that we've been connected through through wrestling that have helped us along the way and have helped us kind of open our eyes and help us relate to people when we're hundreds or thousands of miles away from home. So um, grow that grow that base, um, ask questions, volunteer, and uh, good things will happen. So Yeah, and if, if, if you don't want to join the military, you can do what Kyle did and join the Navy. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! And that's perfect. Nailed it. Nailed it. Good. So... Um, Logan, you making a prediction or are we just going to, what are you going to do here? I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say. 